Tucker Carlson finally responds to his firing by Fox News, and it's in his usual classy way. Democrats pers- uh, promote misogyny and patriarchy, and the Biden administration wants you to own nothing, including your own money. But you already knew that's what he was trying to do. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. How you folks doing? I forgot to tell you yesterday. I have been, since I got married, I, we took a five-hour trip to Las Vegas, Josie and I, and I did a bunch of videos uh, to Josie's chagrin all the way to Vegas. So I recorded, I recorded, I think you want to see Josie's pretty little face, you can. Um, so I posted, I think, three new videos and I've got five or six more. I'm going to try and do more and more videos because I think one of the things I'm going to do with these videos is just crap I find on Twitter and on the internet, and I'm just going to post the video. Now, one of the videos, the latest I've I've posted, and just go to rumble.com, type in dumbasses talking politics, and you'll, you'll find my channel, uh, is ghosts. I love ghost stories. I've posted another. That's the latest video I, I posted. So it's not all politics. Actually, pretty much none of it is politics. It's just crap I find on the internet. So go ahead, take a look at it. Please subscribe and hit that rumble button. I'd appreciate it. All right, let's get, uh, let's, let's see, what are we going to do? Oh, let's get to the news. lot of news. Now, always remember, this is going to be more of a culture show than a news show. So you may say, well, you skip some news. Well, yeah, I'm going to skip some news, but I'm not really worried about the news. It's more of the culture. So if I have skipped some news, don't be shocked. Just listen to Ben Shapiro or one of those guys. Even though Shapiro and, and the Daily Wire and Bongino is more of a, a local news, but it, it's all culture. So you will hear overlapping, but for the most part, I really just want to stay away from the news. So Joe Biden held a press conference yesterday with South Korean President Yoon Suk-yul uh, at the White House. Now, this is rare. He never holds press conferences, but of course, if he has another president there, he has to. And that's because the other president actually does talk to the media. Um, the thing is... With Biden, he's old, he's senile, he can't answer questions. I mean, too many people are yelling at him all at once, or he's just on vacation. It's one of the two. So, um, and by the way, he hasn't held a solo, solo press conference since November 7th. That's six months. Over six months. He's going on seven months without holding a, a, a press conference. Now, I don't know how this is going to help him in a campaign, but, I mean, he's already said he's probably not going to debate. He's probably, listen, that's not going to work for him this time. So, anyway, he didn't, he didn't talk about his, his running for president. He, he never even walked up yesterday to talk about his video, nothing. And his video was released at 6 a.m. in the morning. Most people didn't even see it. So the big thing about yesterday's press conference, and of course the media is good with this. The media has no problems with this. They don't ask them any important questions that we, you know, like the whole Sudan thing that we talked about yesterday. They're not talking about it at all. This is a major issue. Two people were killed yesterday. 
and that we know of now. Even Fox News is not talking about Sudan. This is a failure again by the Biden administration. No one's talking about it. I, I just don't understand what's going on in this country. And then you've got Donald Trump, who now is attacking uh, DeSantis. He's not even worried about Biden. He's attacking DeSantis. Uh, I don't know. This, everything's falling apart. Well, anyway, at this press conference, um, Joe Biden, because he's senile and, and has the brain of uh, pudding, uh, accidentally held up his cheat sheet. And, of course, conservative media or somebody got a picture of this cheat sheet. It's absolutely amazing what's on this cheat sheet. So the first thing on this cheat sheet is a list of reporters that he's supposed to talk to. So he already has a list. He's not going to call him Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey would rape him. So he's not going to call him Peter Ducey. Not only does he have the uh, order, he also has the name of the reporter. He has the phonetic spelling of the name of the reporter. They got a picture of the reporter and they have the actual word-for-word questions that the reporter is supposed to ask. Incredible. And then on these cheat sheets, all this is online. You can go look at the cheat sheets. On the cheat sheet, it actually says, you say this, you stand here. And you is in all capital letters. This guy couldn't find his ass with both hands on a roadmap. He is so gone. But the media just plays up. It plays it off. No one asks him, hey, when are you going to sit back and have a a one-on-one or a a press conference where you actually stand in front of... 76% of the people did not want him running again. 76% of the people didn't want him running again. He did it anyway. Okay, Aaron Rodgers has been traded uh, from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets. Now, this is not a big shock. The shock is it took so long. Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think he's three-time MVP or whatever. I mean, he's been fighting with the Green Bay Packers for, I don't know, three years, two years. And, I, you know, they the two just had a very iffy relationship. Now, I like Aaron Rodgers, I think he, I mean, he's a little bit of a moon child. I mean, this guy openly admits he goes to the desert, sits in a a twig hut and takes peyote and crap like that to find his inner self. He's grown his hair out. He's turned into basically a hippie, but I, fine, but he's a, he's a good quarterback. Not a great, he's a, he's a great quarterback. He's one of the better quarterbacks out there. Uh, in the NFL right now. Is he a great quarterback? No. Is he Tom Brady? No. So he'll be going to the New York Jets, which means his career is basically over. I mean, let's face it, the Jets, that's like the black hole of NFL success. Nobody succeeds. Joe Namath, which by the way, Aaron Rodgers, who normally wears number 12, has to wear, has picked the number 8 because Joe Namath's jersey was retired, and so uh, Rodgers doesn't want to mess around with the with the karma or whatever the hell reason he didn't take number 12. Joe Namath, the most famous New York Jet, was a bum. He had a crappy career. He was a very iffy quarterback. 
Yeah, he happened to get lucky and win a Super Bowl because, I don't know, I guess the Baltimore Colts uh, got drunk the night before or something. But, uh, yeah, no, his career is over. I think he signed for, I don't know what he signed for. I don't care. I'm still not going to watch the Jets. I, 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 it'll be amazing to see what happens with the Jets next year. Okay, and the Protection of Women and Girls Act in Sports, which was written by the Republicans in Congress, uh, passed. Now, all this does is basically said that biological men and boys and biological cannot compete in women's sports, and biological women and girls cannot compete in men's sports. So, whatever you were born, however you were born, that's the group you participate with. That's it. I don't even think it talks about restrooms. I haven't actually read the bill, but it's really that simple. So the bill passed 219 to 203. Those 203, all Democrats. Not one Democrat voted for the bill. Not one. Of course, the Democrats went out, they were asked about this. And they went down the same line. It's transphobic. It's violence. It's the end of democracy. All that crap. And everyone's just saying, well... And then Leah Thomas, this week, went on television. All six foot two of him went on television. His name's William, by the way. Went on television saying, that's not fair. Uh, You know, I should be able to compete with the five foot two women in swimming. I mean, he was pissing on Martina Natralova. If you don't know, she was a tennis player, lesbian, feminist. She believed that women, men should not compete in women's sports as they're doing and kick, by the way, kicking the shit out of the women. And he started saying, hey, you're either for transphobics, either for trans people or you're against trans people. You know, that's the problem with the trans. They're like the dark side. They're like the dark side of the force. You're either, they're like Darth Vader or, or Anakin Skywalker. You're either with us or you're against us. There's no middle ground with these people. And that's one of the reasons why I don't think there should be middle ground at all with these people. Don't even play their games. Tomorrow, when we go through the leftovers, I've got a story that I'm going to read. It's going to be the first story about what happens to these trans people when they actually go for their surgeries. Something very common. Something that's being hidden from us. Something that if parents actually knew this happens, they probably would think twice about transing their kids. But anyway, so um, the Biden has already said that if this thing, I think this thing goes to the Senate next and it's got, I think, a 50-50 shot of passing. Uh, If this ends up on Biden's desk, Biden already said he's not going to, uh, he's going to veto it. Good. Good. Let them ride this, this train. Let them take this horse to the field. I want, this was a beautiful thing. Every Democrat voted against this bill. Good. Good. Let them do that. Let Joe Biden, let every Democrat in the Senate vote no on this thing. Let the Democratic President Joe Biden say no to this thing. Go for it. This is a great platform. Now, if Republicans could get their effing asses, heads out of their asses just long enough to actually point to this instead of Donald Trump yelling at DeSantis, like which is what he's doing. 
I mean, one of these days, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go off on Donald Trump. My dad is a huge Trump fan, and I said Trump is a narcissistic asshole. You you need to stop looking at Trump. You need to look at DeSantis, because Trump has become such a bitch that he's attacking DeSantis from the left side. Trump is supporting Bud Light. Trump is supporting Disney. It's incredible how he's attacking DeSantis. He can't attack DeSantis from the, the... I know, I'm going off on a tangent. He can't attack DeSantis from a conservative standpoint because DeSantis is more conservative than he is. He's got to attack him from the left, and it's embarrassing. But we need DeSantis, who has not concentrated at Trump at all. He has ignored Trump. DeSantis is pointing at Biden saying, look what they're doing. Look what he's doing. He's a terrible human being. I got news for you. DeSantis is going, I will tell you this right now. I will declare this. DeSantis is going to be the nominee. And I think even if Trump is nominee, he'll beat the shit out of Biden. I don't think Biden has a chance in this election. But I think DeSantis is going to catch up, and he is catching up in the polls. Okay, anyway, the protection, I know, but this is what I do with these podcasts. The Protection of Women's and Girls Act passed. Um, The Democrats said no. Joe Biden said he'd veto it. Good for them. Do that. Go in that direction. I love it. Okay, finally, Tucker Carlson has broken his silence about his firing at Fox News. He released a two-minute video on Twitter, on all social media, and it is exactly what we thought it was. So let's listen to his two minutes. We're going to listen to the entire two minutes. I think it's an extremely classy statement. I think it took him two days to release, or three days to release this statement only because he wanted to think about it. He wanted to make sure he crafted the words correctly. And he did a great job. So so let's listen. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. 
The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. Okay, that is an exceptionally classy statement. And I'll tell you why. First off, he didn't rip Fox News. He never even mentioned Fox News. And I'll go, I'll go a step further. Not only did he not rip Fox News, he didn't even say he got fired. He didn't even talk about the business aspects of his relationship with Fox News. He did say that ideologically, or he intimated, he didn't actually say it, but he did say that the media itself is ideologically driven and stuck in a rut. That MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News have limits on what they can and what they will say. Essentially, what Tucker Carlson is saying is he was fired because he was saying what can't be said. Now, what is that? Well, he listed corporate um, corporatism. He listed uh, the uh, uh, resources. He listed a bunch of things, but they were very vague, very general. But what he did also said was, and this was, again, another clue. Tucker's not going anywhere. The other clue is that, you know something? The tide is changing. And the reason it's changing is because the only way they can stop this debate from happening is by force. Again, that is another little red flag that says he was fired. He wasn't going to stop talking about Dominion. He wasn't going to stop talking about the environment. Everything that he talks about in his show, which by the way, I don't think is all that controversial, which is exactly, but, but he was fired because he keeps talking about it. And that's the other thing he said. What he's saying is not controversial. What he's saying is what everyone thinks or what a lot of majority of America thinks. And so the problem is truth, truth sucks for the left. But truth is going to come back. So this has two things. We're going we're gonna to be okay is what he's saying. But what he's also saying is, oh, I'll be back. And you, because you can't stop the truth. And he's going to come back, and I hope to God he comes back something better than Newsmax or OAN, where they've already been shut out. Something better than a podcast. Even though I think Blaze, I already said, Blaze TV, um, Blaze TV, uh, Daily Wire, there are news outlets that are excruciatingly popular that he could do very well. I actually think his best his best fit would be Blaze TV. And and go from there. Now Fox News to this point has handled this horribly. 
they still have yet to mention any any of their news programs has yet to mention Tucker at all. The only time they mentioned him, and I got news to you, I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry about it. You guys, Candom, Fox News has not said a freaking word about it. This is not going to help you. How are the ratings so far? The ratings are okay, but I think the ratings are okay because people are waiting for, uh, they're waiting for something to be said. Nothing's been said. Which shows you, I, I got to be honest with you, I look at the pundits and the only thing I can think of, these people are freaking cowards. Sean Hannity, coward. Greg Gutfeld, coward. Laura Ingram, coward. Brian Kilmeade, coward. Say something. You guys are conservative. Maybe you're not so much conservative. Maybe you guys are just cowardly and afraid to rock the boat. Well, fuck you guys then. And it really is disgusting. Sh- I, Gutfeld, Waters. Waters hasn't even been on air. Um, Pierno, Dana, Dana. It's disgusting. Fox News has handled this terribly. They're losing me. I didn't watch Fox News at all yesterday. Okay. Which means I'm doing I'm using print news now. I am literally reading Blaze, Post Millennial, Daily Wire, of course, uh, Wall Street Journal, of course, New York Times and and Washington Post, but I always have to get that that argument there. All right. And now let's uh, let's let's get to some Kamalaisms, and I got a surprise for you. It's a brand new uh, it's a brand new soundbite for a Kamalaism. So I told you I was going to try those out. Why don't you tell me how this one is? I like that one. I like that one. I mean, keep it. It's, it, it is appropriate for dumbasses talking politics. Uh, okay. Anytime you question whether you are smarter than a politician, just come to my section of the website. Come to my section of the, come to this section of, a, of the podcast. You will feel that you are a lot smarter and you should stick to what you think over these freaking people. Okay, there was a hearing with Pete Buttigieg last week about all the dangers of the roadways, the freeways, things like that. A Connecticut, a Connecticut congressperson named Rosa DeLaro had a solution for ending all traffic deaths on the freeways in the country. God, this person is stupid. Let's just, let's listen to what she had to say. Investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development. And this is an area I've, I've written to you about of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims. There is so much stupid about this statement. I'll give her some credit. Most accidents are caused by women. I say as a sexist. I might as well be sexist. What the hell? So using female crash dummies 
is probably appropriate, even though the crash dummy will wonder how the accident came about or how she ended up with all that damage in the car. But what's really ironic is that this gal, if you asked her, couldn't even define what a woman is. So what well, what is a woman? And she would be completely lost. She would. How do you know that that crash dummy doesn't identify as a woman? Why aren't female men and women the same thing, interchangeable? So the crash dummy. Whatever. I mean, what do you expect from a broad that has purple hair? A congresswoman that has purple hair. I don't expect much of anything. Well, here's Kamala. Of course, you got to have Kamala. She's been... They're trying to remake Kamala again. I don't know. This is like the 64th time they've tried to remake her. So now they've got more consultants to try and remake her. And she still goes out and says stupid shit like this. So let's listen to her again. Let's listen to the queen of stupid, because I don't know how they keep letting her speak. Here, here we go. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. Well, look out, Jean-Paul Sartre. Here's a new existentialist philosopher in town. What in the hell is she talking about? What are we supposed to gain from this deep thought? This is a prepared speech. Who wrote this? How does this person who wrote this still have a job? What day is it? Why is it so bright outside? Am I having a stroke? Is this the moment in history that I need to contextualize my brain overloading from her stupidity? How are they going to actually remake this broad? She is hopeless. She is gone. Oh, my Lord. Okay, let's get to something. This this should be scary. This should scare all of you. Because Joe Biden said he wants to finish the job. And the question everyone asked when he said this uh, yesterday, or day before yesterday, is what job are you trying to finish? Because every job you finished has been jacked up. Nothing has worked. So what job are you trying to finish? Well, here's something he's trying to finish. And I got news to you. This is scary. And this is all being done underground. This is all being done with no coverage. Nobody's, including Fox News. But this is being done. Now, Fox News is covering it. That's where I got it from. So according to Fox News... Under the leadership of Joe Biden, the White House and the Federal Reserve has started to lay the groundwork for programmable, trackable, easily manipulated digital currency. It might sound like something from a dystopian science fiction novel, but it's all too real, and it could soon change life in America forever. On March 2022, in March 2022, the Biden administration released a sweeping executive order that directed numerous federal agencies to crack down on digital assets, including on popular cryptocurrencies, 
as well as to study the potential development of the central bank digital currency, which they're calling CBDC. A CBDC would not be a digital version of the existing paper-based dollar, but rather an entirely new currency that would exist exclusively in a digital, meaning an electronic, non-physical form. Awesome. So the government is going to create a digital currency that is run by the reserve, and it is completely trackable. What could go wrong with that, right? Okay, well, the article does tell us from Fox News. I give Fox News a lot on this. This was a good, this is good reporting. Okay. Since the flurry of action in September, the administration has worked tirelessly and quietly, that's a big word there, because this is not going to be popular, to advance the creation of CBDC through various working groups, speeches and coordinated efforts with non-government groups. Now, you might ask, what's the difference between this and Bitcoin? The difference is Bitcoin is completely independent. It doesn't acknowledge borders. It doesn't acknowledge uh, countries, the sovereignty of countries. It is on its own. I invest in, in digital currency a little bit, not much. I deal with an investment, I, a broker in, in Australia. It is completely independent of anything. It's independent of... Uh, of inflation, it's independent of regulations, all of which, by the way, the Biden administration is trying to get their grips on. Okay, and it is easily tradable. That's what makes it a little unstable. I mean, Bitcoin went up something like ten percent yesterday, six percent yesterday, which is a lot, but it can also go down ten, fifteen, twenty percent. It just kind of depends. Continuing with the article, under the various CBDC proposals floated by the Biden administration and Federal Reserve, a U.S. CBDC would be programmable, traceable, and designed to promote various left-wing social goals, such as improving financial inclusion and equity. It would also be designed to help the tra- with, quote, transitioning to net-zero emissions economy and improving environmental ju- justice, end quote. Unlike with decentralized cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, every transaction made using a CBDC could easily be traced to individual users by financial institutions, government agents, and or federal reserves, depending on the details of the final design. Additionally, because CBDC would be digital and programmable, rules could be imposed that limit the spending on approved activities. Oh, that's a big deal. So if the federal government or Federal Reserve were to determine that Americans are buying too much gasoline, for example, it could stop people from using CBDCs at gas stations with fewer clicks, with a few clicks on a computer. Okay, it gets worse than that. They can stop you from using certain businesses. They could stop you from buying certain products, which, the, by the way, the government is trying to do now through the credit cards, guns. If you want to buy a gun, I have to, I can't use any of my credit cards because my credit cards are monitoring them. At American Express, Visa, MasterCard, they have all said they are monitoring. They have created special transaction codes for buying firearms. Some credit cards won't even allow you 
to buy a firearm with their credit card. Now with the CBDC, which replaces the cash that you have in your pocket and makes the cash not yours, essentially. It makes it that the government owns the cash. So you bust your ass working to go buy that um, Camaro that you've always had your eye on. Why you'd buy a Camaro, I don't know, but that's what Josie wants to buy. And they don't want you to buy that Camaro because it doesn't it isn't electric and doesn't get 60 miles to the gallon. They can simply turn it off. And you can't use your money that you work for to buy what you want. Whether it be a Camaro or an AR-15 or whatever it is. This is scary shit. This should panic the crap out of you. And this is a reason to get Biden out of the White House. Right here. This is brave Alex Huxley's brave new world kind of crap. It's going to make your phone into a wallet. And by the way, what's great about the phone? They can track that too. They can know where you're walking. Because you can't go to a grocery store without the phone. They can prevent you from eating at Chick-fil-A. Because Chick-fil-A doesn't fall into the woke bullshit. This is not good stuff. This is Chinese social credit score kind of crap. This is New World Order crap. This is World Economic uh, Forum Great Reset crap. This should scare you. This should absolutely scare you. And by the way, going to the bank and ripping all that money you have at the bank, which by the way, another bank is crashing. I can't remember what it is. But you decide to pull all your money in the bank and stuff it under your your mattress like they did in Nazi Germany or uh, the Soviet Union in in the 50s and 60s, 40s, 50s and 60s. Don't even bother trying because they're trying to get rid of that money. Something to think about. Brave new world, scary, tyrannical crap going on in this world. Okay, well, I'm going to finish on time today, sort of, a little few minutes over. Tomorrow there will be a podcast, and I've got some other stuff to talk about. Uh, It'll be our leftover show. I hope you have a great day. Bless you all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.